from the Student Ministry Center in the heart of Trucksville, Pennsylvania, it's Apex Tonight with Pastor Chris. We have a very special guest tonight on Apex Tonight, Season 3, Episode 2, Episode 11 overall. Very exciting tonight. We are here to welcome, he is a Youth Alive missionary. I don't want to tell you a lot about what that means. He's going to tell you. My friend, Joe Cali. Give it up, everybody, for it's Joe Cali. at the Space Jam. All right. All right. Like the original Space Jam. Yeah, I got a few out there. All right, good deal. Is the second one any good? I don't know. I didn't even watch it. I heard it's got LeBron James, so I'm like, eh. Yeah, yeah, who cares? All right, Joe, I'm so excited. Where did that piece of paper go that I gave you? Uh, it's in the back. Can you somebody it? find it? If somebody could find it. I have it in a couple other places, but I, then I realized I need it. Kiefer's got it. Could you bring it to me? Thank you so much. Give it up to uh, our stage manager is amazing. Could you give it up for Michaela? Let's go. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I forgot to tell you to give it back to me. That's on me. So, so uh, this is Joe Callie. First of all, I want you to like introduce us. I'm going to need some help from the, the board. You guys can have to flip the, to the uh, slide of your family. So tell us about your family. Here's a picture in case you forget what they look yes. like. <laughs> so yeah, so I got five awesome kiddos. Um, that picture was taken at, a, we do a year beach, a year uh, vacation at the beach, mm -hmm. out of bank. So that's, that's where awesome. we're at. And uh, so my oldest is 14. 14. 14-ish? Okay. 14-ish. Um, just started high school and then uh, all the way down to a kindergartner. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, I have a three-year-old. <laughs> Guys, I have five kids. All right? They're all up there. They're awesome. All right? They're all mine. <laughs> I met some of them. They're awesome. You do have a great, a beautiful family. So, um, Joe, so you could explain what does it mean to be a Youth Alive ministry, missionary? What yeah. do you do as a Youth Alive ministry? So, Youth Alive is, uh, in, a, in a nutshell, it's to help students reach other students with the gospel, yeah. all right? And uh, so as the Youth Alive missionary, um, I get to travel all Pennsylvania and Delaware um, yeah. and get opportunities to meet students like you guys um, and to help connect churches to the school, which we believe is the greatest mission field for you guys because um, every student has to go to school, Yeah, you know? And I know some go to homeschool and stuff like that. I heard that someone say, what do you do at mm -hmm. uh, see at the Paul and go to home? Well, like my challenge would be to homeschoolers um, is to say, you know what, go to your local public school and still get out there. Yeah. Because uh, that's a step of faith. That's, that's sure. a step of um, being bold. So, mm -hmm. um, so kind of like that's what we do. And that can, that can be a lot of like different, um, different ways to go about it. Um, not every church adapts the same way to, hey, let's reach our school campus yeah. um, and things like that. So, uh, so we get to travel, Pennsylvania and Delaware. That's awesome. Yeah, man, it's good. It's yeah. good. I love it. You may recognize Joe if you were at the Spirit Tour. He was at yes. the Spirit Tour. He'll be at convention. Mm -hmm. So Joe's been around a little bit. Uh, and if you were... Who was in Philly with us? You guys Let's know go. Well. We had a great time in, in Philly. Well, can you tell me? We're going to talk about Philly here in, soon in the series in uh, Apex tonight. But what was your favorite part of the Philly Dream Center trip experience? I always love, like, I've been in youth ministry for, since I graduated college. So 2005. Okay. Some of you guys weren't even born, all right? Wow. Um, so Use Tums. <laughs> <laughs> No, I don't use thumbs, all right? Um, but anyhow, that's uh, <laughs> really funny. Because <laughs> actually, I just used one the other night. <laughs> Caught in 4K, as they say. <laughs> it was pizza, pizza, too. <laughs> it all comes together. Uh, let's go. It all comes anyhow, together. 
Anyhow, um, so my favorite part is always seeing students break out of the comfort zone. And specifically, yeah. you have a few here tonight that yeah. I just recognized on that trip that really did something awesome, which I believe that uh, just helped catapult um, their witness yeah. for God on that on that field. So that's that's my favorite parts yeah. of that trip. And I wouldn't, I, if I had to guess, I would say Malachi's comfort zone is not in a high headlock. Joe and Malachi. Yes, yes, yes. I, I so um, I I want us to get to know you. We're gonna get to like the interview here later, but uh, to get to know you by playing a game called. Name that thing. Okay. Yeah, we're gonna play a game called Name That Thing. So I'm gonna put up some some things on the screen here, and I want you to name them. Again, I'm gonna need some help from the board to kind of just keep us. So number one is this. What do you call this? That is a couch. That is a couch. Any anyone say sofa? Because I think I'm not fancy enough. Yeah, no, Rebecca. That's sofa. good. Okay. That's a softball. All right. Here's another one. This is this is a sign to go to the restroom. Mm, Although I did see, I would say like, bathroom. I just saw the other day. I went to some restaurant, and they had a sign that says "bathrooms this way." Oh, okay. Most, I'm, I think most restaurants put restrooms. Sure, yeah. So that's they just don't want to say bath. It's, yeah. like, <laughs> it's just uncomfortable, I guess. I don't know. It's kind of weird. Did you I see guess. our bathroom signs? Make sure you check them out before I, we leave. The, uh, the half people, right? Yeah, they're yeah. pretty sick. That's good. They're that's very, good. very nice. <laughs> uh, okay, what do you call these? This is a pair of. I would say kicks. Kicks. Oh, yes. I wasn't going anywhere near kicks. <laughs> I what, love that. What would theory. you say? Well, I, I, I like sneakers or tennis shoes. Okay. Or if you're like, some people say tenors. Can't handle tenors. that. Hate that. What is that? Hate that I've a lot. I've never heard anyone say that. I think that might be like a grandma life. thing. I hang out with a lot of grandmas. <laughs> <laughs> they use tums. <laughs> that could, that's right. That's kicks, right. kicks I have at least heard before. Kicks okay. is good. Okay. That's good. All right. How about this? Ooh, I would call that a hoagie. Hoagie, that is right. Some people will say well, it depends on where you get it from. Sometimes I say hero, too. Hero's unique. Yeah. All right. I think I'm going to catch you later with another unique one. What is this? <laughs> so how, how about I tell you what I used to call it when I was a kid? Please do. <laughs> we called that the box. Oh. <laughs> I love it. But now I call it the remote. <laughs> the remote. In my house, I don't know if it was regional or what, we called it the clicker. Ah, Anybody okay. else call it the clicker? Okay. Oh, it might be an old person thing. <laughs> Guys, we're not going to pretend. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. All right. What is this? This one I know is regional. For me, anyway. Uh, it's, a, it's a cart. Shopping cart. Yeah. In, in the Pittsburgh area, you call that a buggy. A buggy. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I don't know why, yeah, but that is what you call it. Kinda, okay. What do you call... What do you call these, first of all? What do you call this? Pancakes. Pancakes. Anyone say flapjacks? Shouldn't. Don't? Yeah. Don't. Okay. Um, what do you put on your pancakes? Syrup. <laughs> How do you say it? Syrup. 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 But it's S-Y. Good syrup. It's totally syrup. So, okay. Let me just tell you something. The way I talk is perfect, just so you guys know. I'm really excited to make <laughs> you wrong. I'm going to make you prove you wrong here really shortly. Um, what is this? It's, it's, a, it's a moving... Oh, like a creek. A creek. Yeah. See, some of these I realize I'm setting myself up to be ostracized <laughs> because where I'm from, this is a creek. A creek. So I went through, like, what do people say differently? And now I'm realizing it's what do I say differently <laughs> than everyone else here. So, because this is the next one, too. What do you call... This is a can of. That's a can of. 
Coke. Well, Coke, sure. But if it were more what? generic, it would be... It, it would still be soda. Soda, yeah. yeah. We call that pop where I'm from. Okay. In the South, they'll just yeah. call it Coke. I was just going to say that. My psychotic. wife's family's from Georgia. It's crazy. What it's you actually psychotic. <laughs> how it makes you, no sense. How do you it function? says Sprite. <laughs> well, it's not Coke. It's Sprite. Coke is already a thing. You can't do that. True story. Okay. If you weren't getting pop, you were getting something with no calories, it may run in a crick. What do you call that? Water. I'm <laughs> oh, sorry, what was it? It's it a nice lovely and slow for the people H2O. In the back. <laughs> Water. 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 So, Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. <laughs> <laughs> so you're from New York, is that true? Long Island, yeah. Yeah, wow. So that's such I always a... like to say Long Island because okay. people always say like, um, like when you, so for instance, some people say, oh, I'm from New York, and then people all of a sudden are like, oh, you're from New York City. Got it. So like me from Long Island, I'm like, I don't want you to think I'm from New York City because I'm not. What is the That's difference? Totally different. Because well, I, I mean, we have a picture from TV, like what New York City is yeah. like, what would Long Island look like as in contrast? Long Island is just highly populated, mm -hmm. um, but it's residential. So okay. it's like a lot of like, you know, regular homes, you know, some apartment complexes, but nothing like skyscrapers. Got it, got City. it. Interesting. I had no idea. This is why we play this game. This is fun. All right, we are going to come back and we are going to do it, you know, the series part of the interview. I'm going to set it up. But first of all, we've got another commercial break. The question that, that sets up all of our interviews, we use the same question every single week so far. The question is, what is God speaking to you right now? So I know a couple weeks ago, we spent some time talking about what does that even mean? Because that's not just for, you know, the pastors that I bring up here, the church leaders or the missionaries, whoever. Um, that is for all of us. So you, what is God speaking to you right now? So, uh, <clears throat> so when um, you asked me the question right before, you know, not too long ago, but anyhow. Yeah. Um, so what is God speaking? I feel like this emphasis on prayer mm. um, is what God spoke to me. Um, and it's like this idea that praying needs to happen more often than not. Yeah. Um, and the idea that, hey, we get more people praying, watch what God can do. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, and a lot of times I think, like, for me, like, something God just deposited upon my heart was, like, this urgency to, like, uh, for me to pray, but to help others pray as well. Because um, I know that's, for me, like, I just shared, I shared the other night with somebody else about how um, praying isn't something like, like, if I ask you guys all raise your hand, like, and, uh, and how many guys pray, a lot of you guys would probably think about your day. Oh, yeah, that's right. I prayed and probably was over a meal, mm -hmm. you know, and that might be the only time you prayed, you yeah. know. Um, but so if we can get people praying more than just that, I think we can see greater things happen. Yeah. 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 I think like in the church, we talk about prayer kind of a lot. I feel like we talk about it like we drive by a mm -hmm. lot. Mm -hmm. And so like we don't talk about the how a whole lot. Um, so what does it mean to you to like take prayer for granted? What does well, that mean to you? That's. And I, I think that's what we all do a lot. Yeah. Because, I mean, the idea, like, that we get to talk. Like, do you guys understand prayer is talking to the creator of the universe? Right. Like, the one who knows your future. The one who knows what's going to happen tomorrow, you know? Like, um, and the fact that we can pray to him at any moment of any day, mm -hmm. and we choose not to. Sure. Yeah. I, I like what you said about, like, think about who you're praying to when you pray. Like, knowing that you are praying to the one that knows the future, that holds your future in his hands. Pray to him like he is that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, pray to him like he is the God that cares yeah. about your hurts, that cares about your needs. Uh, I think that that informs the way you pray. True. And that's really good. Like, it was years ago that when uh, I was reading a book and, um, and the author was saying something like the lungs, like, if the President of the United States, which 
whether you like him yet or not today, whatever. Back in the day, you people used to love prison anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, but besides the point, think of an actor or a famous athlete yeah. that you guys might know or a music artist. If they walk into the room, like, you would want to talk to them, like, you know? Yeah. Um, and we get the, 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 um, we get the ability to talk to the creator of the universe <laughs> and knows the, everything about you. And yet we don't like, 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 you know, David writes, like, I can't wait. Can't wait to be in your presence mm. again. Yeah. You know, um, so I don't know. So I just feel like we probably all take it for granted, um, in myself included. Mm -hmm. um, and I just pray that we s somehow get over that hump, yeah, you know, and sure. just do more. Yeah. Um, I want to get like real into nuts and bolts, I think. You said, like David said, I can't wait to be in your presence. And so in your presence is a phrase. It's in songs. Mm -hmm. We talk about it in church. And, and we talk about it sometimes differently than prayer, mm -hmm. right? Like, we want to be in his presence. We're always in his presence because he's everywhere. Um, so where does prayer intersect with in his presence? What, is, what do those two things have to do with each other? So, uh, as we even just say, like, I think we do really well being in the presence when there's worship, mm -hmm. when there's right. music, you know what I'm right. saying? Like, and we say, oh, that's the presence right. of God, you know? Um, and that's because why? A lot, of, a lot of the worship songs are talking about the power and the beautiful... Uh, how God, how big our God is, and all that stuff, yeah. you know. Um, so then, in prayer, like if we're praying just for my meal to be good, yeah, yeah, like that. <laughs> yeah, there's <laughs> you know more. What there. There's more to yeah. that. So I feel like getting in the presence of God in prayer um, really happens when you pray the Word of God, mm, mm -hmm. because the Word of God is what it's God's Word. Sure, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So like, uh, so I don't know. I feel like uh, if I'm answering that question, I forget. No, that's good. You're but, doing. Uh, yeah, that's good. But like, you know, so. So in his presence, like when you're praying and you're praying God's word, his presence is there. Sure. You know, it mm. shows up even like, because I've tried to pray before for like five minutes mm -hmm. and I get sidetracked. Mm -hmm. like, uh, but when you start praying with scripture in mind, That's good. it helps you stay on, in, on task. And then you realize, wow, as you're praying, you're not only praying scripture, then at the end of the scripture, at the end of your prayer time, later on that day, guess what you might be doing? Reciting the scripture you prayed earlier. Yeah, so. that's very good. Um, I'm deciding. I think I want to challenge you a little bit. Can I do that? <laughs> challenge you, I'm going to get you a Bible. Okay. And I'm going to have you do that. So I wanna, I'm going to talk just to give you a second to... Because to <laughs> what does it mean to pray yeah. the scripture? That's I've good. done this in the service. I can't, it was a while ago, so yeah. probably most people in this room weren't there. So Open her up. Wherever you want me to. Yes. Okay. Wherever so, you go. So this would be my like my preface to how I do it. Do that. <laughs> so yes. I'm right Love wrong. that. Like I don't. I, <laughs> all right. And I'm gonna. <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> Sorry. This was not prepared. No, no, no. But this is good because this is truth. Because I just yeah. did this last night. We. So anyhow, as youth alive missionary, we started campus mission Zoom calls. Okay. Mm -hmm. So we did that last night. Um, I'm sorry. This morning we started prayer on our Pendle Youth mm -hmm. Alive. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and I actually just did this. That's great. And I just like, well, let's just do this. So we took a scripture and we just prayed it. So Love it. Let, me, let me stall for you so you can look up I'm there. Gonna, I'm just going to do what you said. Okay, great. So, um, oh, that's awesome. Apex is the name of our group. And if you don't know, the apex is the top of a mountain. And so we, we say like to be in the, like if you read scripture, you're going to see mountains all over the place. God brings people to the top of the mountain to speak to them. The top of the mountain, you know, like, especially if you go into like Greek mythology and like other, you know, beliefs, like the top of the mountains literally were the heavens. Um, we don't see it that way, but we see God use people at the top of the mountains. He spoke to people. The, t the top of the mountain figuratively is God's presence. Um, but let's not get confused with, I feel really good in this spiritual moment with being in God's presence. 
Because a lot of times that's true. Like when I go to convention and I'm like, you know, the spiritual high and it's really awesome. But um, there's a quote that we use all the time. Um, Don't expect God to show up in dramatic ways unless you show up in faithful, consistent ways or something like that. So, but it's the idea that, yes, he's in those spiritual highs, but he's also, when you just crack open your Bible and pray in your bed, <laughs> when you are you know, praying in the shower in the morning, when you're praying over your lunch, God is there when you call him, no matter what. So um, I think this is just a, a really practical idea to say, if I'm at home, what does it mean for me to just open the Bible and pray it? So, so this is going to be a weird transition because we're going to transition from an interview to, just for a second, to pause to pray. So I, what I want you to do is uh, accept the prayer that's happening, like, you know, be with God and in his presence in this prayer, but also pay attention to how Joe is got doing it. And, you know, because you can do this too. So we're going to pray some scripture and let Joe lead us. So this is what I would do, all right? Um, I would simply just go to the Gospels mostly. Yeah. Um, it's easier. Psalms are easy. Proverbs are easy. Like I was just in the book of Hosea, and the verse said, you know, go, go ahead, take your wife, and, you know, do like, all right, you might not have a wife, so you, it's hard to yeah, pray, yeah, God, sure. help me to have my wife, you know? Sure, yeah. <laughs> so anyhow, <laughs> so just, think, so here we go. So the word uh, says, um, the just go with Matthew chapter 7. It says, do not judge or you too will be judged. That's the first verse. So I would break it down. So good, yeah. Okay, it says, it says, do not judge or you too will be judged. So first off, I would just say, thank you, God. Because I think everything we have to do is start with thanksgiving. That's great. Um, thank you, God, that I don't have to judge people. Thank you, God, that I'm not my own judge, you know. Mm. Um, and thank you, God, that, that you're my judge, all right. And it says, so do not judge or you too will be judged. So then I would say, okay, well, God, help me not to judge others. Yeah. So if you do like a Thanksgiving model, like you can say, okay, so let's bow our heads and say, okay, God, thank you so much that I don't have to judge people. Thank you that I'm not my own judge. But God, I thank you that you judge my heart. You judge my life. You judge who I am. And so therefore, God, I want to ask that you help me to not judge others as I go through my day-to-day at school. Help me not to judge others as I'm even scrolling through social media. Um, just help me not to point the finger, but know, God, that you are you you orchestrate all of our lives and help me to stay consistent with the way you want me to live. Amen. Like something like that. So good. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like it, it's really not complicated. Yeah. And uh, and that's what I really want to break home is like, let's not complicate Christianity. Sure. Sure. Our relationship with God is awesome. That's awesome. You know, that's very um, good. So the other verse that I had to jump on Hosea was it was like, come, um, come, let us let us repent. Well, then what do you do with that? Mm-hmm. And I, say, I would say, well, thank you, God, that I get to come to you to repent. That's good. I don't have to go to a priest. I don't have yeah. to go to my mom or dad. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, so just Thanksgiving and then make your petition. Yeah. And it's powerful in my opinion. I love it. <laughs> it's so funny. Two weeks ago in our last episode, the season three premiere, we did a hot ones challenge. So in the middle of the interview, we were eating progressively hotter hot wings. Oof. So this type of thing <laughs> would not have worked in that setting because we are we're we're vibing and surviving whenever in that interview. So, sure. so thank you for letting me yeah. pull that one on you. So what? Ha- so like, if we have access to the Creator, what happens in your life when you really lean into prayer? Like when I start to do this, and maybe cor- correctly is a question too. Let's start there. What does it mean to, to lean into it correctly? What does what does it mean to make to uh, tap into the power of prayer in my life? What does that look like? So I think, th- I think for me, it was when I started praying scripture. And that really, that yeah. didn't happen yeah. when I was a kid. Was sure, kid, you know? sure. 
that happened when I was an adult. Yeah. And, I, and honestly, it just came through a, like uh, a revelation from going through some classes or whatever and a, a mentor or whatever. And I was like, okay, let's do this. Mm-hmm. And I started doing that. You could pray more than five minutes. It's awesome. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so like leaning in is like, okay, God, give me a scripture passage. Sure. You know, um, and then let me pray it. And uh, so. If I could suggest consistency, yeah. Yeah. I think is like one of the biggest things for me. Like when I made a prayer a part of my my rhythm. <laughs> like, it's not just like I pray sometimes, but yeah. like for me, every morning in the shower, that's when I get my prayer on. Like, okay. that's when I'm doing my yeah. prayer for the day. Um, it's not weird. Stop it. Um, <laughs> so, plus, like, you know, I have other, like, we pray as a staff mm-hmm. here and in the, the big church, you know, I have all kinds of other opportunities, but that is the one time in my day, you know, if it's only once this day, yeah. I know that I'm going to get my prayer in. So, making it a part of your, your so, habits, I think, has been really big for me. So, my wife uh, took students, uh, taught the teenage girls one time um, about prayer. Mm. And, uh, and she kind of pretty much said, broke it down this way. She said, it's like, uh, it's like a doctor's appointment. Mm. You know, when you guys have a doctor's appointment for your eyeglasses or whatever, like, you go to that doctor's sure. appointment. Sure, yeah, you don't miss that. You don't miss that, you know. Um, or if you have a game scheduled, you don't miss your game. You know, you might miss a practice, but a yeah. game you don't miss, yeah. you know. Um, so if you set your time like, okay, God, tomorrow I want to wake up at 6.30 to pray, guess what? Yeah. Wake up at 6.30 and pray. That's good, yeah. What happens when you do this? Like, what happens when the power of prayer is, like, released into your life? So let me first yeah. first ask, in my personal life, what happens when I make prayer a priority? I think things start to happen. Like, um, so, so I'll say this, too. Like, as I pray personally, this is all my personal experience, right, guys? So, I mean, God is going to do what he wants sure. to do through you, too. Um, yeah. But, like, when I pray, I pray uh, pacing back and forth, walking around, mm-hmm. all right? Because I do, like, I get sidetracked. But anyhow, um, so when I'm done with my prayer time, like, what happens is, like, you get this sense of, okay, I can go through another day. Hmm. You get this piece of, like, all right. And this peace and a boldness. Sure. Like, all right, I, ca- I, can, yeah. I can go to work. Yeah, yeah. I can go to school. I can go into this meeting because, God, you ordained this moment, you know? Um, so there's that. that's what happens. Like, if you guys tap into that as teenagers before you go to school, like, there won't be, you won't be scared to step onto your school bus. You won't be scared to walk out into your, um, your school, you know. Um, you won't be scared about what's going to happen at lunch. Like, you'll be like, no, nah, man, I, I'm so prepped, ready for this, mm. you know. Um, and I think when you start seeing God do things in your life. Yeah, sure. It makes you want to go back. Mm-hmm. It makes you want to go back and say, okay, I can't wait till tomorrow mm-hmm. to pray again. That's what my follow-up question is. What does that look like when things start happening? I think that's it's such a great point is to say, like, when I pray, I am more God-focused. Yeah. Like, I am just more God-minded when I make prayer a point. But, like, what happens outside of me? Does prayer work? Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> if I could lobby a softball. 100%, like, <laughs> man. 100%. And yeah. that's the one, uh, I mean, we, I, I gave you that reference there. I don't yeah, know yeah. That, yeah. Uh, um, but, like, um, And I'm having a hard time quoting this. Let me read it. I'll read it for you. Acts 12, 1 through 7. You have it back there too. Um, About that time, King Herod Agrippa began to persecute some believers in the church. He had the apostle James, John's brother, killed with a sword. When Herod saw how much this pleased the Jewish people, he also arrested Peter. This took place during the Passover celebration. Then he imprisoned him. This is Peter. Placing him under the guard of four squads of four soldiers each, Herod intended to bring Peter out for public trial after the Passover. But while Peter was in prison, the church prayed very earnestly for him. And then this is what happens. The night before Peter was to be placed on trial, let's not forget, this is not just a Jesus story. (laughs) 
This is a history book. This yes. is what I don't want to miss. These things actually happened. Let's not fast forward through a miracle. The night before Peter was to be placed on trial, he was asleep, fastened with two chains between two soldiers. Others stood guard at the prison gate. Suddenly, there was a bright light in the cell, and an angel of the Lord stood before Peter. The angel struck him on the side to awaken him and said, quick, get up, and the chains fell off his wrists. Mm -hmm. And like, so to preface what happened, like Peter got arrested, and like they didn't just throw him in jail. They put four squads of four soldiers around him. Yeah. And that's like, that's at least 16 Roman soldiers around yeah. him in his cell, you know? So Peter's like in this jail cell. And like any of you, if you and I were like placed in jail cell with 16 men like around us, like we'd be like, I'm done. Right. Yeah. right you know, I'm yeah. like, Psh, I can't even sneak out. Like yeah. there's 16. And then it says that there's a guard inside the cell with him too. Mm -hmm. So like the odds of Peter getting out were very, very slim. And then the Bible says, but the church prayed earnestly. And like, I can go all day about how earnestly he's different, but yeah. like the fact that the church prayed and then it's like God showed up for Peter. Hmm. It's almost like, you know, the church prayed, God heard the cries of his people. He sent his angels to rescue Peter and to bring Peter right outside, hmm. right back, back, back to home. So like what happens with pray when you pray? So like there's, there's a good reference there first. Like yeah, see you at the pole, like getting groups together around the flagpole of your school what could happen? Yeah. What clubs could start? Sure. What outreaches could happen? Sure. What, um, what s entire football teams can be saved? Like those things can happen. But we have to have a body of believers that believe that. Yeah. You know, instead of just saying, okay, let's just pray for our school, man. No, let's pray for the lost to get saved in our school. Mm -hmm. Be specific, be bold, and like earnestly go after it. Yeah. When you were talking about the, the soldiers, I was thinking of Gideon and okay. how like Gideon has this giant army and God says, send most of them home. I want you to have a couple hundred men left over because I don't want you to just mow over the enemy with mm. this you know, huge force because then you're going to say it was all you. Yeah. But I'm going to send most of the soldiers home so that when you win with this tiny army, you're going to know it was me. So fast forward to the New Testament and then the Roman government is doing that work for him. <laughs> like, they're like, okay, we've seen some miracles. We don't want this to go wrong. So let's put 16 or 17 soldiers mm -hmm. around this guy. So like they're putting up all these obstacles and then when God comes through, it looks even crazier. It does. He looks even better because of the obstacles. That's so good. That, that the government tries to put in the way. Yeah. That's really That's interesting. Good. So what does it look like for, um, well, let's talk about earnestly prayer. Mm -hmm. Earnest earnest prayer. You, you said uh, you could highlight that phrase. What is, yeah. what is earnest prayer compared to just prayer prayer? Well, I, th I mean, like prayer prayer is just like, okay, I'll pray today. Yeah. Any like, prayer is good prayer. Like, oh, so yeah, true, true story. True. Yeah, the good yeah. job, I Pastor Chris. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. no, there is a praying difference. is good, all yeah. right? You're praying to God the Father, yeah, that's always good, yeah. okay? Um, but like earnest prayer is as almost like if your life depended upon it. Mm. Like there's a difference. And like to be quite honest, not that I'm lying, but like truthfully, like the idea of, um, if you look in the Old Testament, the Israelites were always, always, followed the Lord, and then their backs were against the wall. Mm -hmm. Their backs were against the wall because they disobeyed God, right? Um, and so, like, and then every time when the Israelites, when their backs were against the wall, they were about to die. Everybody's about to dig over, you know? Um, they, they cried out for forgiveness, and then God shows up like that. Mm -hmm. So the obstacle, bam, God shows up and saves them. Um, so I feel like the earnest prayer is I'm going to pray before a gun is placed in my head. Because there's moments, like there are people that are being persecuted sure. for living for God, right? Sure. Um, and there's moments here in America 
that there's persecution rising for Christianity. Sure. Like I saw someone post the, the, just today, like why is Christianity the only belief that people can make fun of all day long and never be canceled, sure. right? Um, so like the idea of like, okay, I wanna earnestly go after God today because I can verbally, no problems whatsoever, you know? Um, so if my back is ever against the wall, I'll just pray like I normally do. Sure, I'm prepared you know? for it. So, yeah, yeah. Um, so I feel like it's a different, there's a difference when you pray, like when your life depends upon it. So like praying for your school is almost like you don't want to get out of school until you see something, a move of God on your school mm -hmm. campus, mm -hmm. you know? Um, pray for like your parents who aren't living for the Lord or pray for a sickness or whatever. Yeah. Um, and just pray like crazy. What do you, what happens when God doesn't answer our prayer? In, yeah. the, in the thing we're praying for. Yeah. How do you process that? So, and that's funny because I preface this a little bit. Um, you know, our family's going through a really difficult time right now. And it's like, all I know is the word of God. Mm. And all I know is that the word of God is true. Um, and so therefore, when you don't get the answer maybe that you were hoping for or looking for, um, all I can say is just increase your faith. Mm. Increase your faith like crazy. You know, and the Bible says, like, the way we increase our faith um, is by the word of God, hearing the word of God. That's good. Um, so I, and I, I would hate, I don't get into arguments with people like, well, God didn't answer this prayer. Like, I'm not here to analyze the prayer, why your prayer wasn't answered and all that jazz. All I know is that I could stand upon the word of God and just pray like my mm -hmm. life depend upon it. That's like uh, the opposite of what I want to do. Like <laughs> when, when, I, when I'm not, when I feel like I'm not being heard, I want to go the other direction. Oh yeah. You know, so to, to rewire yourself because so you need the premise mm -hmm. that we believe God is real and good. Mm -hmm. So like that's what you need to start with. So if you if that's shaken, it's a different issue. But if you can like handle that, even the disappointments can drive you further into like maybe True. you know like I, I want to get closer to you, even though I don't understand you, mm -hmm. because I don't understand you. Mm -hmm. You know it says um, you know the glory of God is to hide things, the glory of the kings is to look for them. Mm -hmm. Essentially, you know I'm mm -hmm. paraphrasing, but like there is a there is something special about pursuing God even though I don't understand him. Yeah. Because I wouldn't want to worship something I fully understood. True. You know. There's another um, another verse that you brought, the fervent prayer of a righteous man. So this is, uh, I have it labeled wrong just so you know, but it's James 5.16. Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The earnest prayer of a righteous man has great power and produces wonderful results. Mm -hmm. There's so many questions I could ask for that. So yeah. first of all, we talked about fervent, earnest prayer. We talked about what that means. What does righteousness have to do with prayer? Mm -hmm. Where do those things intersect? So, I mean, I believe righteousness is being right with God. Um, so obedience to God, I think, has to be our yeah. first focus, yeah, yeah. you know. Um, and the Bible says to be, and what really hones in on it for me is to be holy for I am holy, where the Bible sure. says that, you know. Sure. Um, so if that's the case, like how does a student become holy? How do you and I become holy? How does anybody become holy? Mm -hmm. um, well, the only way we do it is the word of God, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, and applying the biblical principles to our life so if we're righteous and we're not, you not might be perfect, you might have a struggle in your life, you're still trying to overcome whatever, but you're staying on the path, you're you know, trying to do the right thing. Um, I think that's, that's important. Obedience is so important. That's good. Um, uh, when I talk about the word holy, yeah. I always use the definition set apart. Mm -hmm. So like when you say, be holy, like when God says, be holy like I'm holy, he's saying, I'm on a different level yeah. than the rest of this junk. That's good. Join me up here. You know, and you don't have to look long for it to, like, see the pain yeah. and, you know, the pain of the world. And, and, you know, I'm reminded of the fall. You know, like, mm -hmm. when I see people that are sick and dying and, that, like, we see the, the hate in the world, 
it's a quick reminder. This is not what God meant to happen. You yeah. know, like, this is not what his, his, his creation was for. Mm-hmm. Um, so to be holy means like, I am different than all of that. Mm-hmm. God has called me out of all that. And he's called me to bring people out of that yeah. too. So that's like what righteousness, I guess that, that holiness piece means to me. Um, before we go, I'm going to have you step out in just a minute, but before we do that, what does the power of prayer mean to the people sitting in the seats in front of us? Like, yeah. What specifically does the power of prayer mean to students in this room? Mm-hmm. So if you guys could understand that prayer works, like when you have a prayer answered, it helps you to keep going forward. So if you're sitting here tonight and you're like, man, yeah, but I prayed for this and it never happened. Well, can I just challenge you? Pray it the way we just talked about praying it, you know? Um, so um, think of the prayer that you have in your heart that God sparks you. Yeah, well, I could pray for this thing, you know? Well, put a timeline on that. You know, God, by the end of this month, I want to see this prayer answered. I want to see this thing happen, you know? And, but consistently pray. Sure, like sure. a lot of times you say, okay, God, I want to pray. I pray, for, yeah. like for instance, uh, I pray that my brother gets saved by the end of this month. I pray once and then yeah. and never again. Mm-hmm. Like, and then we get mad at God, you know? So I just encourage you to stay encouraged um, and be diligent in praying, all right? It sounds like easy. It's like that Jesus Sunday school answer, mm-hmm. you know? What do sure. Christians do? We pray, you know? Yeah. Um, it's very simple, uh, but we need to do it. Um, so for you guys, my challenge is to start a prayer life. Sure. Start a prayer life now. Don't wait till you're 30. Don't wait till you graduate high school. Don't wait till you get to become a youth pastor. Don't wait to be, you know, start now. Don't wait till you have kids and you don't know how to raise them, you know. Don't, like, start now, all right? And watch what God does. Like, challenge yourself. Okay, God, my school year absolutely is miserable and we're only two days in. <laughs> but God, I'm going to take your word tonight and I'm going to say, okay, God, I'm going to pray for the month of September. And I'm going to pray that things start to shift and turn around from my school year. And I, I, I guarantee you, if you do this, by the end of this month, you're going to notice a huge shift. Yeah. And it's going to be like, oh, snap, it works. It's like an eye-opener. Mm-hmm. It's like, what? Yeah. yeah. And you're going to come and tell Pastor Chris, Pastor Chris, you don't, you're not going to believe this. And Pastor Chris is like, no, I'll believe it. I believe it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I, I know it. Yeah. I know it. That's why Pastor Chris does what he does. All right? So just start. I challenged the students last night uh, over the Zoom call. was like, I will spend blank minutes mm-hmm. with God in prayer every day. And I had them all take a challenge, like challenge yourself. If, if, you know, I will spend five minutes. If it's five minutes, do five minutes. Set a timer. I know somebody that sets a timer on his, on his, uh, his phone every hour to pray. Mm. He doesn't pray for an hour, sure. yeah. but it's just to stop and pray, you know? Um, and so just challenge you guys, man. You, you can do something. Like, we want to point the finger at how bad everything is all the time. Sure. Um, and we want to blame it to somebody else. Hmm. But you guys can be the catalyst to make something happen like never before in your school campus. Yeah. Um, but you got to believe that. Yeah. And I think that happens as you pray. Yeah. So. I can hear like what you do as a Youth Alive ministry. I can hear that come out mm-hmm. in the way you talk about students and about the campus. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us what... There's at convention, there's going to be an opportunity to make a commitment to be a campus missionary. Is that true? Yes. So can you tell us what that means, yeah. what you do with campus missionaries, and what does it mean to make a commitment to be a campus missionary at my school? That's good. So um, campus missionary is the term that we use in Pendel. Um, and we like, we like that phrase because we think that your school is your mission field. Yeah. Um, 
you know, Pastor Chris, he's a pastor, but he's also a missionary to his community too, sure. you know? Um, and I'm, so I'm a U.S. missionary and my community is Pennsylvania and Delaware. So you guys, yeah, you guys went to Philly, you're on a mission trip, right? Um, but really, you guys go to school every day. That's your mission field. You know, you have to go to school. So why not go to school with the intention, with, a, with an agenda, and that's to see and help people know who Jesus is. You know, like if you understand that, like, like get in the idea, like, hey, I want to reach my campus for Jesus. Even though you might, like, might not like math class, but you know God put you in that math class to talk to someone about Jesus. Like, so then it might say, okay, I'll go to math class. I'm okay with that, all right? So a campus missionary is someone who says, hey, I'm going to commit myself this year to share my faith on school campus. Now, some of you guys are like, well, I'm homeschooled, or I go to Christian school. Let me tell you, I went to Christian school, and my school was not saved, all right? Um, and so uh, for homeschoolers, my challenge would be homeschoolers, get plugged into the public school somehow, some way. Because um, homeschool is allowed to go uh, be, uh, be a part of electives, clubs. Go, to, go, and sp go and support a basketball team, a sports team, you know. Um, homeschoolers in this room, if you've got a student next to you that goes to another public school, join them for see you at the poll. Like things like that. So yeah. campus missionary is a student that says, I'm going to share Jesus this year um, on my mission field. You know, some of you guys, your mission field is literally your home. Because sure. you have a mom that's not saved, you have a brother that's not saved. Well... I want to help share my faith this year. So at convention, there'll be a call. Um, have, we have workshops going on. It's called Fearless Workshops, where you'll be training you or giving you kind of like tools on, um, on what it means to be a campus missionary, how to be fearless for the gospel, things like that. Um, and then at the, uh, the last service of convention, we're going to have a call for students that say, yes, I want to share my faith this year. If you respond to that call, um, we'll give you information on how to join our uh, campus mission Zoom calls, we want to check in with you once a month. Um, and really, just like, we don't, we want you to know that you're not by yourself. Yeah, you know? that's good. Um, so, and so obviously we connect with you, your youth pastor and any way that I, or Youth Alive, can come alongside you guys throughout the school year, talk to Pastor Chris, yeah. or Pastor Chris say, hey Joe, we, we should do this. Like, I'm here, I want to be a part. Um, I want to champion you guys, because I think, yo bro, like we don't have, like, we don't have a lot of time. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Like, you guys don't have a lot of time. Even, like, not just talking the end of the world, like, Jesus come back time, but, like, you're only in middle school and high school for so many years. All right? So why not go out with a bang and, like, man, let's, by the, like, my challenge always been for students. When you leave high school, like, that the superintendents, they shake your hand, or the principal, they shake your hand, give you a diploma, they look in your eyes and say, man, I really wish you weren't leaving my school hmm. because of the impact you made. Like, how cool would that be? All right? Um, some of you guys are like, well, I don't really care. Well, I hope you change your perspective, man. Yeah, you know, you're called to care. Um, you're called to care for people, all right? Yeah. Um, so go to school with an agenda, and that should tell people about Jesus. It makes your life worth it. That's why I get up and do what I do. Yeah. That's why you get up and do what you do, you know? Um, when you get that as a student, realize that, like, bro. Yeah, you'll, you'll, and I'll say this too. If you put God first, students, if you say, okay, God, I'm going to pray today before I go to school, I really believe you'll do a lot better in your academics. Sure. I think you'll do a lot better in your relationships, yeah. and you won't be bullied as much either. And God will give you favor in all that you do. So that's, that's my, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. No, that's good. Um, we are going to, I'm going to give you an opportunity to step out and kind of wrap it up for us while the, the stage gets turned over. So it's all yours. So I would just, uh, 
I'd like to end with this verse. You know, it's like, like I said before, like we, the fact that you and I can pray to the God of all things, you know, the one who knew exactly what you were going to look like in eighth grade, in seventh grade, in ninth grade. Um, so I want you to understand that in order, like, the fact that we get to talk to God, and uh, the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 4, with uh, verse 16, all right, Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16, it says this, let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence. Everybody say confidence. Everybody say confidence. Some translations, it says, let us then approach God's throne of grace with a boldness. Everybody say boldness. Everybody say boldness. Like when you say boldness, there's like this sense of like, I'm bold. Like I got this, right? You know, um, the fact that you and I get to come into the presence of God boldly. Everybody say boldly that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. So friends, praying is going boldly to God and saying, God, give me my school for Jesus. It's like saying, God, give me my brother or sister, help them to get saved. It's like boldly saying, God, help me do X, Y, and Z with a boldness. Like, help me to share my faith. I was talking to some of you guys upstairs saying, hey, how many guys talk about Jesus in school? And, and you know, some of you guys are like, ah, I haven't done that yet. And I get it. But understand that we get to go to God boldly to make your petitions known. So I pray that tonight, that that is something you take home with you. And you start adapting this to your life and say, man, I'm going to talk to God with a boldness. I'm not going to just make a demand, oh, God, you have to do this for me because I'm your son or I'm your daughter. No, I'm going to make a demand because, God, you said I can. God, you said I can come and boldly. Like, like how many of you guys went, go up to your mom and dad with a boldness? Like, hey, mom, I need 10 bucks. I'm going to the movies. Some of you guys do that. Hey, mom, mom I got lunch tomorrow. I need five bucks. Like, some of you guys do that. You have, like, like if my kids did that, I'm like, whoa, 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 chill. All right? But they're allowed to do that because... You're my son and daughter. Like, we get to go to God boldly, asking him the desires of his heart. You know what he wants, guys? You know what God wants? Is people saved. God wants your school saved. He's placed you there for such a time as this. So with all that in perspective, you can become boldly. God, that teacher that keeps picking on me, that teacher that keeps pointing me out, God, I pray that you save that person. God, that, that situation, that bully I have in school, God, I pray that you twist his heart around and stop making him be so mean to me. God, you see the stuff that I'm going through. You see, God, I don't like myself. Or you see, God, that I'm, I'm depressed 99% of the time. God, I don't like it. God, help me to be happy again. Like, God can do that stuff. So believe it in your heart, amen? Believe it in your heart because God says, come to me boldly. So I just challenge you, pray like your life depended upon it, because God can do the impossible, all right? I said, God can do the impossible. Start dreaming, start praying, start praying the scripture, and I challenge you, by the end of this year, you'll come back to, you'll, like, you'll have testimonies every month of what God is allowing you to do in your school, all right? Friends, God has the final say. The Word of God is what He gives us to help play a part in what it calls life on this side of heaven. You can do greater things, amen? That's my prayer. 
I pray that you guys continue to do so and that prayer becomes something so much more important than just something you do on a Wednesday night, but something you do on a daily night, a daily, a daily routine that your parents would have to tell Pastor Chris. Pastor Chris, I don't know what's going on back there at Apex, but man, can I tell you, my daughter gets up at 6 a.m. and she joins some kind of weird guy and he talks and prays on Instagram Live. Yeah, that's me. Um, but like, and, he, and but like ever since she's been doing that, like she's been like, her grades have skyrocketed, her attitudes changed, people in her life has totally transformed, like things are happening, Pastor Chris. Whatever you're doing, keep it up. Like that's the testimonies, friends, that can happen. I hope you believe that. My prayer is that you do believe that and put it to practice. Amen. So can I say a prayer for you and then like turn it over? Why don't you stand to your feet? And as a sign of surrender, why don't you lift your hands to heaven? And I'm going to say a prayer for you. Father God, I thank you for each student and or adult that has their hands lifted. Lord, as we surrender our life for this time of worship tonight, I pray, Father God, that you show up in a mighty way. Lord, I pray that there'd be a boldness inside of each person to say, you know what? Life is short. I, I don't have time to waste. I'm going to talk about Jesus. And you know what? I'm going to make sure I pray every day from this day forth, Father God. I pray, Father God, that the prayer life of these young men and young women would be like greater than, than their pastors and their leaders and things like that. God, I pray that they would just set the bar high. And Lord, I pray that you give them uh, that you'll give them favor in their school systems, give them favor in their home, Lord God, give them favor in academics and sports, everything around, Father God, that people start saying, hey, what is different about Malachi? Hey, what is different about this person and that person, God? And Lord, they'll be drawn to these young men and women. And Lord God, there'll be such a strength inside of them. Say, man, let me, let me tell you about this Jesus I know. So we love you, Lord. We thank you what you're doing in this house tonight. All across Pennsylvania, Delaware, God, let there be students that share their faith boldly and that is passionate to serve the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, Amen.